Okay, it's very, very important to, uh, to go through today to, because we have to go through some of the practical, some more practical uh, applications of today's halacha. Um, someone asked, Daniel, very good question, what about um, digital stealing? Is that called stealing? So you know what, Beli Neida, maybe we'll discuss that as a separate share maybe next week, because that is a whole different shayla. Music, um, I'm not going to start making movies, but like music and stuff like that, you know, taking from internet sites and all these things, is that mutter, is that osa, um, all these sorts of things. So maybe Beli Neida, maybe next week we'll go through that. But let's go through some more practical enough communists. First of all, just a side topic, but kind of related. Uh, one of the Aseris Adibras, as we know, is Leisachmoid, which obviously means that a person really shouldn't um, desire his friend's possessions. So it's interesting, the way the Shulchan brings down the Isser is not that desiring is the problem, but it's the persuading him. So for example, you know a guy that's got something, and you persuade him to sell it to you. That's a big shyla if you're over one of the Aseris Adibras, all actually stealing. I bought it from him, I paid the money. He gave it to me, Babatola. He said, take it, just take it. That could be a shayla of stealing, could be a shayla of loisachmoy, the person has to be very, very, very careful. Another interesting halacha. What about cutting in line? Um, not a gate in the English. Stand there, we're just going to wait there until everybody goes past us in this country. I'm just, you know, we're just going to wait there politely. But Lemaisa, there are people that cut line. Is that stealing? Is that a problem of stealing? Yeah, You're stealing time from who? Has to be a shavapruta, he says. Time is worth a lot more than that. Time is money, right? That's how it works. That's, that's, that's such fake, fake news. That, but anyway, the mice. It's interesting. That cutting in line is called avak gezel. Just like you have avak loshen hara, the dust of loshen hara, which is like, so to speak, the offshoot of loshen hara. So we have so Rav Yashiv Zatzal passing that cutting in line is avak gezel. In fact, Rav Zalman Nechemia Goldberg Zatzal, he writes down. That even though you're not stealing anything, in order to steal, you have to steal something. What do you steal? Something tangible? Not really. So I didn't steal anything tangible. He tanya said, I stole from the owner of the store. Why? Because I'm standing in Chotza Chaveroi, connected to Das of Chaveroi. The owner of the store doesn't want me to go inside, to go cut the line. And therefore, I'm doing something against the person that owns the store or rents the store. And therefore, I'm stealing from the owner of the store. That's how Zaman and Chemia actually. Why not? Ah, very good. Very nice. Beautiful. Ah! That's true. But there could be a person in the Hashem. Which you've got to be very careful. And number two, you've got a relationship of Avak. Sometimes, by the way, you've got to be in You sometimes see a guy like, Oh, Chutzvah, can you do that? Sometimes you didn't even realize. You know, sometimes you don't cut with the ways it's telling you to go straight or right, and all of a sudden it's telling you to go right. You're like, oh, I have to cut in. That's not because I want to cut in. It's because otherwise if I do that, we're going to on the highway. So, sometimes you on the oil. But upon him, it's definitely, there's a mice, a motorcycle mice once with a stapler. The stapler was standing on line to get a bus. And, you know, when you see the stapler online, you know, yeah, sure, you can wait then, like everybody else. No way, right? So they're like, okay, Rebbe, please, please go, it's okay, go in front. He's like, no, no, no. You have to ask every single person in the line, not just the first guy, you have to ask every single guy in the line in front of me if they mind. And as he did that, he turned to the guy next to me and says, oh, they just want to turn us into Gazlanim. So that was the message from the stapler. The person has to be very, very careful. It's a very sensitive halacha, but it's a very important one. Uh, you should know that the storekeeper has the right to serve whoever they want. That means if, if you have a friend in the store, uh, or you, own, so you know someone that owns the store or manages the store, and he says, oh, you, go to the front. He's allowed to do that. 
He belongs to him. The whole place belongs to him. See, he has a, a, a right to do that. That's not a problem. You are allowed to save a place for your friend in line, but not you and your friend. In other words, don't stand in line, and then all of a sudden, you know how it goes, as you get closer and closer, the whole family, like 16 kids, start piling in, right? That, that's not Beseda. I, I want to say something else, which I didn't see, but I think it's a double portion Admoid. I once got a lot, in tr- a lot of trouble in the, uh, for this, for doing this. Not for doing this, for being the recipient of this problem. And that is, um, you find it in certain countries in the world, which I'm not going to say where they are, but there are certain countries where this is a practice. And that is, you take an empty trolley, you put it on the line, and then you go around shopping and start filling it. Right? So this is why they have to wait in line. Right? There, there are certain countries in the world, and if you've ever seen that, this is what they do. And I once did that. Right? I'm standing in line there. There's a trolley in front of me. Can I know a full trolley, right? But there's no one there. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And the, the woman who's, uh, you know, the checker, whatever, she's like, no. I'm like, ah, but there's a thing. She's like, just come in, whatever it was. And then the woman came back and she went Meshiga. My mom went Meshiga. I, like, I didn't do anything. There was no one there. But it's him. You can't save someone's place. It doesn't work like that. You cannot do that. Absolutely not. Now, taking and using equipment, right, for personal needs, if you work somewhere, is problematic. You've got to ask permission. If you're working for somewhere, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's an office, and you're using and taking supplies there without permission, people think, oh, if I'm working in an office, I can take them a pack of pens, I can take them a pack of staples, why not, right, because I'm working here anyway. Not true. If you ask them and they allow it, obviously. But if not, that's going to be a Shiloh, number one. <clears throat> What's that? What you mean like a, like a uh, like a drill? Okay, so if it's something that you know the company won't mind, that would be okay. Unless it's something that might get ruined, and therefore there'll be mud on it in that case. Um, losing for your again, same idea, a photocopy machine, right? So how much does how much does a paper cost? How much does a, you know to photocopy? It doesn't cost anything. If you know, they're not mud, but then it's okay. But if you don't know, these are just things that you have to think about. It doesn't belong to you. Just because you're working somewhere doesn't mean you're allowed to make photocopies and take things from there without permission and use their equipment for your personal needs. Another example, Rabbi, so I'm going to give you a few examples of what Hazal considered to be stealing. Number one, someone that greets you with Shalom. Someone says hello to you. And you don't reply. Hello? That's stealing. That's stealing. Okay, as I state in the Gemara. That's called stealing. Not only that, Gemara and Brachas Lamed, hey, that if a person gets Hanar from this world without a Bracha, for example, if you eat without a Bracha, that's also considered to be stealing. Gemara says you're stealing from Hashem. Hashem deserved the Bracha. You didn't give him the Bracha. You put something in your mouth without making a Bracha first. That's stealing. It's another example of stealing. Gemara goes out. The Medrash Tanchum and Parshish Bamidba says that if you say it about Torah, Shaloi b'shem Amrai, not b'shem the person you heard it from or you know said it or wrote it, you're also considered to be stealing. What about Gezel Shena? This is the famous one, right? This is the famous one. Every kid is going, right? Who gives a Shena? Who gives a Shena? No. Is there such a thing as stealing sleep? She knows like that. No. No Why not? Why not? Because it's not tangible. It's not Shavapruta. Not Shavapruta. First of all, Just because something's not Shavapruta doesn't make it muta. Look at this. There's a tshuva in Shevet HaLevi Chelik Zayin Simen Reish Chav Dalet where he brings down there is no such thing as Gezor Sheina. It doesn't exist. It's not tangible. What's the problem? Maybe even worse. But I'll upon him. The Shevet HaLevi says it's not called Gezor Sheina. Say no, it's tomorrow. You're distressing someone. You're hurting someone. You're, 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 you're destroying someone. But no, no, it's even worse. Last night, Shmuzo, Rabbi Yisai. Think about it. Let's move on, Rabbi Yisai. Moving on. 
What about taking a shortcut? Let's say, you know, in this country it's very negative, right? Because you've got buildings that are, you know, on one side of the street and then on the other side of the street. And if you cut through one side, go up the stairs or down the stairs or in the elevator or whatever, then you can, you know, you can save yourself a lot of time by walking all the way around. You know what I mean? Everyone knows what I'm talking about, right? So that's not so posh. It. I mean, has a truth in Chayyim Gazayin Semakuf Yudalit that he says the Allah Chalamaisa is absolutely awesome. You cannot use the elevator. First of all, an elevator for sure. You know what? It's just you're using for no. You're walking into a building that you don't pay the bad abayis. You don't pay the bills, and you're using their electricity. What, what permission do you have to use that? Someone else has. Someone's going to pay for the electricity. What right do you have to use electricity? Even going to the stack is not so important. Many buildings write on it. Asa lava. You're not allowed to come past if you don't belong to this building. If you make a mess there, it congests everything. Who knows, right? I'll give another example, right? Um, that, that's one example. Oh, this is another moedic about the Shukhanak Ba'etzim Kufnan Testi Pains. Hoshim Mishpah discusses this. Using a newspaper um, from someone else. For example, then this morning again now to Shah where you've got all the, um, you know, all the post box in the beginning of the building. So you don't get the newspaper. So you, before you, when you come in from Shul, before you go upstairs, you rip out someone else's newspaper. You sit there for 10 minutes. There are people that do this, by the way. You may think like, come on, nobody does this. I walk out my building every day and whatever. Anyway, so you take the building, you take the newspaper, you start reading it and you put it back in. You're allowed to do that. Pash does not. Doesn't belong to you. If you ask permission or if you know he doesn't mind in a Hanami. But maybe he minds that you're opening his newspaper and you're ruining it, you push it back inside. Who knows whatever it is. What about after a chasla taking some food back? Shevet Alevi says it became, uh, you know, came mamish nasa keheta. But the Shevet Alevi and Chedid Dalit and Rishon Mechay brings down that your own portion is muta. Stum to take a few more portions. How do you know that they're not paying per portion? That many caterers charge per portion, which means that at the end of the day, at the end of the night, they sum up how many portions are gone, they charge you accordingly. So every portion you take home could be, is charged in the balabais. Do you have permission for that? So you have to know, maybe that's not the case, maybe it's going to go in the garbage afterwards. But in, in a situation where you don't know, if you should be machme. What about taking a picture of someone against his will? Ah. I had a yid in my, when I was, when I was in yeshiva, I had a yid in my, in my bismedrash, the Chidushi Basra. Ravel Tuski. Ravel Tuski Zatzal was a son-in-law of Rav Scheinberg. He wrote 70, I think 75 svarim. He was a, he came a regular bacha from, I'm not sure if he came from, I'm not sure. I don't know where he came from. He was a regular American bacha when he walked into yeshiva and he walked out wearing tefillin all day, writing 75 svarim, son-in-law of Rav Scheinberg. Unbelievable yid. Unbelievable yid. So he was very mocked that no one should ever take pictures of him because it states in the Svar that if there's a picture of you in this world, they might not let you into the next world. So not everyone's mocked on this, and whatever well, it's a shail in the postcode. But he was very, very mocked, and I, I remember there was a scene one time, and someone whipped out a camera, and he got very upset. He ran over, but whatever. It was known that he knew that you were looking at him even without him looking at you. Like if you would stare at him in the base measures, he would quickly look up at you. That's what we, we used to try it. It wasn't nice. What could we do? We used to try it. Though. We used to look at him and all of a sudden he would look up. Like, whoa. Like, it was unbelievable yet. Unbelievable yet. Anyway, this picture that someone took didn't come out. Pasha didn't come out. It just didn't come out. Unbelievable. Anyway, are you allowed to take a picture of someone against as well? No, what's the din? Are you allowed to take a picture? The guy says, Dude, please don't take a picture of me. It's the Mishnah Lachas. Ah, anyone been to Tzvas? The caver is over there. Menashe Klein, Chenik Zayin, Semen Kofi Dalit. It's a Shaila of Gazel. In fact, most boys come actually Mekel. Sam Maschaim, for example. Zonenfeld and others. They want to be Mekel. Shaila Dalevi, Rabbi Yisrael. Chenik Vav, Semen Kofi, Semen Gimel discusses going into a yeshiva kitchen and taking food. Paskins, that's called stealing. It's not yours. And if it's in the dining room at lunchtime, supper time, breakfast time, no, that's for you. 
Anything in the kitchen does not belong to anybody. I'm not saying this to shame myself. I'm saying this to shame the shevet halevi hagoyin. Revozna zatzal chelibosam kufsam gimel. Taking permit food without permission is called straight out gzela. And people said, mm, stealing is not going to get to me. Anyway, um, but, um, buying a stolen item, maybe big shailim, but become a kufit ches of a base, it's also to, to buy a stolen item, even if it's stolen by a goy from another goy, as I state in the graz, sikot nochof gimel. And therefore, you have to be very, very careful that when a guy comes over to you with a Rolex that's real for $150, you know what's going on over there, and that is not so posh. You have to be very, very careful. Um, all these sorts of deals that people buy credit cards and AAA cards and all these things, uh, there's too much for us to go into, but you have to realize that these are definitely shyless. No, we mentioned that last time, no. Um, using someone else's property without permission is called stealing, by the way. Right, using someone else's property, you're not allowed to use someone else's property without their permission. In the Gemara, are you a shoyal, gazlin, or whatever it may be? Most Rishonim, the Rambam and the Rif hold, you have a din of a gazlin, and as I pass in the beginning of Shulchan Aruch, and that's where to be very, very careful. Even if your intention is to return it straight away, even if it's for a few seconds, even if it belongs to a child, says the even if it belongs to a goy, doesn't make a difference. You cannot borrow something that belongs to somebody else, unless you know he's not Makfid. He's a guy, he doesn't mind. Sure, take whatever you want, please take my stuff. Then you know he's the type of guy, absolutely no problem, like a hanger. I don't think most people are mucked on a hanger. You know, do me, I'm doing laundry right now. I need to hang up my, my shirt. So I use a hanger. Most people generally are not mucked. Why? Because these things will not get damaged. Or a chair for a moment to sit on in their room. It belongs to them. People are generally not mucked on there. Because at the end of the day, people know that these things will not get ruined. And therefore, they're generally not mucked. Your boy's like, the Heilige Chovetz Chaim. The Heilige Chovetz Chaim was once staying um, somewhere, and he went around selling his farms, so he used to stay from place to place. So, as he, wherever he stayed, he deposited the large sum of money that he had um, collected for his farm with the innkeeper. That's what he did. One time, as he was about to leave, the innkeeper came over and says, What are you doing? You didn't collect your money. You have a little stack gelt over here. You never, you never took it from me. He says, No, it's yours. So, what are you talking about? He says, The halacha is that when you give someone money, you have to do it with Adim. I didn't do it with Adim, and therefore I have a shayla if it's my money or your money. And therefore, because of that, I must do it to you. The guy's like, what are you talking about? It's not my money, it's your money. So he ran off him, and the Chobot Chaim got onto the wagon, he threw it into the wagon, and said, I must do it to you. It's a very, very serious thing. A person has to realize that at the end of the day, if it's not your money, you cannot take it. One of the Heidegger Rebbe's had a shamash. And this Shamash had very, very bad shoes. And the Rebbe realized that we have to collect money. We have to get new shoes for him. Nebuchadnezzar doesn't have good shoes. So he started collecting money. Started you know, getting a little bit of money. He didn't have any money himself. So he started getting money from some of the Hasidim. Eventually put together a nice sum. And he was about to give it to him. The next day he comes into the office to call in the Gabba to give him the money. The money's gone. What happened? The Gabba stole it. The Shamash stole it. Yeah, again, you got a taiva, whatever. You sold the money. The Rebbe doesn't normally have money then. He stole it. And the Rebbe found out about it. He said, you're a fool. I was about to give you the money, and you stole it. This was for you. Says the Rebbe, that at the end of the day, every money that we have belongs to us. When we steal from somebody else, we're taking something that maybe would have come to us, maybe wouldn't come to us. It's definitely not Kedai for a person to do this. And a person has to realize, as the Bnei Soska told us, as they ran back, it's a chasorin and a muna. When a person steals from somebody else, if you don't have it, it means it wasn't meant to come to you. It means you weren't meant to get it. It should be a schus for us that we learn these halachas, we have a bit of the Ziyat hopefully know a bit of the halachas, we covered a little bit of ground, that is our Shemish and never to be over on these halachas. Have a wonderful day.